Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. These habits come from not only a ton of research that I've just witnessed in my life as a success coach, but also diagnostically the things that we're doing at High Trust to find out what are the top performing salespeople doing on a regular basis. We have the, the data behind this and it's really exciting. And, uh, and I think what you're going to find is each one of these ideas can make a huge difference in your life. So each session will be about 10 minutes. I'm gonna give you just a nugget. I'm gonna give you two or three things around each one of those nuggets that you can go out and do for the week. And my hope would be at the end of that week that you are on your way to making this one of your personal, full-time, always engaged, 100% of the time habits. And if you have these eight habits going for you, then success is going to follow you, all right? So let's start with habit number one. And habit number one is the simple idea that they manage their time efficiently. Now, before you go, I don't wanna hear another session on time. Well, I am sorry, but until you have it mastered, you need to listen to it. You need to understand that even as a teacher, of time mastery, I have the same challenges every single day that encroach in upon my time as any of you. And I might even have more given the fact that, uh, you know, I have all these companies that are going and I, and I try to lead these companies and you have probably all these relationships going. You're trying to lead those relationships. Maybe you're a manager. You have all these salespeople going. You're trying to, so we're all in this, right? But I pay attention to it because I study it because I make a living from it and I want to speak truth. So that's kind of why I feel so passionately about this this one idea, they manage their time efficiently. Now, before we go down that path at all, you need to know that that I don't believe you can manage time. And I say that, um, not tongue in cheek, I say that because it is impossible to manage five minutes and get 10. It's impossible to manage an hour and end up with two. So time is a static and management is to control. You cannot control a static measurement, right? It is 12 inches is always going to be 12 inches. 60 seconds is always going to be 60 seconds. One hour is always going to be 60 minutes. And 24 hours is, is obviously always going to be 24 hours. You cannot manage 24 and somehow get 26 hours in your day. It's just impossible, right? So I, I point to some research that came out of Fast Company magazine, and it parallels beautifully with the 5,000 loan originators that we have so far done surveys on to, to really determine where are the top uh, 10% of performers. And this Fast Company piece of information I felt was really, really substantial. I'm going to throw it up on the screen for you. The highest performing 10% of workers didn't work full eight-hour days and they took 17 minutes for every 52 minutes of focused work. Think about that for just a second. They did not work full eight hour days. And for every 52 minutes of focus, they had 17 minutes of whatever. Now, I don't know what went into that of whatever, but I can tell you, I know what went into the focus and the focus was the things that, that, that actually matter most, right? So I use that as a little bit of a backdrop and there's three things that I wanna say to you and kind of unpack on this episode. Here's the first thing. There is a major difference between time blocking and blocking time. Okay, that is a major, major thing for you to get your arms around that 
In the world of time blocking, what time blocking means for most is that I pick a block of time in which I'm going to do something. And I think at face value, that is what time blocking is. And so we end up with this, this uh, landscape of a week. We end up with all of these days. We end up with, you know, during the days having to decide how do we put the things into the day that theoretically matter most and <clears throat> that have to get done, the ones that are, you know, really the most important. And then we had head head at the day, right? And if any of you have ever tried time blocking and that has been your approach, then you realize how frustrating time blocking can actually be. The reason why time blocking at just that level is a recipe for failure is because it doesn't address the root issue. The root issue is not whether or not you have a block of time on your calendar to do something. The root issue is what is getting in your way from doing what you have blocked, which is the second layer of time blocking. It is actually blocking. It is physically blocking what is going to encroach upon your time anyway and putting stopgap stop gap measures in place so that those do not impede on a block of time previously ordained to do something that's important. Does that make sense? So it's like, for example, if I have an hour allocated to this and I do not have any blocks put up, interference put up, and something interrupts my focus during that block of time, I will divert my focus to the interrupter. Nine times out of 10, what interrupts gets my attention? And then you layer urgency on top of interruption and it really gets your attention. So what we end up watching is we watch people that switch. Switch is a cognitive definition of multitasking, but because multitasking cannot be done, you think you are, you think you're handling multiple things at once, but you're not. The brain is only thinking about one of the things that are on your radar because I can't record this video and listen to a voicemail and think about a, a ding on an email, you know, uh, alert somewhere. I can't, my brain is gonna go to one of those three things, right? So in our elite program, which is the top one half of 1% of producers in the world, our guys master what is called the cone of silence. And the cone of silence is they do not allow anything, anything to interrupt a block of time ordained for something critical. Major, major, what are my core two or three things I need to be doing? I will not allow an interruption. Now, does that mean the interruptions don't come? No, they come, they get blocked. They get blocked to voicemail, they get blocked to an assistant, they get blocked to a callback time, they get blocked to Calendly, so an automatic callback can be scheduled, they get blocked. They do not interrupt, okay? Now, there's a whole side benefit to thinking about efficiency that actually something that interrupts you, if it interrupts repeatedly, could be screaming for a better solution, could be screaming for efficiency, but we'll put that on the side, okay? So the art, is I'm assuming that based on the Fast Company study that you could actually say, so for 52 minutes, I have a block of time to do something. And for 17 minutes, 
I handle anything else that may have impeded on that block of time getting executed on. So what you have to start to pay, start to pay attention to is the interrupters. It is the interrupters that become the dominators. And if you don't figure out the interrupters, time blocking never ever works. Now, there is a relationship between what you do in the block of time and the money you make. So you need to constantly then, the second idea is prioritize the key, okay? Prioritize the key things. And in that then is the art of prioritization. And I think prioritization is the key to improving your end results and maximizing every minute of your time. At least it is for the top 10% of workers. So I first learned this uh, as a young originator. It was validated uh, as I started the, the, the Duncan Group, which is now High Trust. And um, in an early conversation I had with Stephen Covey, you know, one of the things he said is you can either uh, prioritize your schedule or you can schedule your priorities. And um, it was really interesting because there's a kind of a subtle difference between the two, right? And prioritization is the mother load, the mother load to productivity. Prior, prioritizing the most important things, the essentials, the must get dones come hell or high water, the daily non-negotiables or daily disciplines, the things that go into creating an absolute plan of attack on the few things that matter most. For behind that is this truth, that the longer a priority is ignored, the more it will become a priority. You cannot prospect, which is a priority, and it may not hurt the first day, and it may not even hurt the first week, but at the end of the month or maybe two, you're gonna realize that prospecting should have been and should always remain a priority. Somehow or another, it has to get done. So there's a prioritization that, that I think really goes into creating kind of routine. Like when do I learn? When do I have bar, borrower consultations? When do I have you know uh, marketing calls with my team? When do I spend time with my referral partners? When do I, I mean, those are the priorities, right? The few things that matter most. <clears throat> and then here's the real key. So we've got the you know blocking first, blocking the interruptions then the prioritization. And then the last one is the top 10% focus on mastery first, consistency second. What do I mean by that? Any single human being that has to do something to get something has a choice. And the choice is I can do that thing and get something and I can do it at a level of mediocre and it will take longer to get that something. I can do it better than mediocre, but maybe not yet at greatness, and I can get that thing more quickly. I could continue to pursue mastery and realize that mastery yields confidence and it yields efficiency. So if I can confidently do, do something efficiently, then I get the power to be consistent which produces what I want more quickly. So case in point, if I'm not really good at having a borrower consultation, I'm not gonna get borrowers to trust me and give me the chance to help them with their mortgage financing. But the better I get at that, the more of them will trust me and give me a chance to help them with their mortgage financing. The better I get at that, 
the faster I can do it, which means I not only get more as a percentage saying yes and allowing me to help them with their mortgage financing, but I get to do that in half the time or maybe three quarters of the time or maybe a quarter of the time. I can tell you that I know people by first name that I am intimately involved with in terms of their business practices that have gone from spending an hour with a client to spending 20 minutes with a client and doubling and tripling the results. So this is the first habit, okay? It is this idea of managing your time efficiently. It's the idea of realizing that I've gotta be a blocker of the interruptions, okay? I've gotta, I've gotta really, really understand that so I can do the right things. Then I have to prioritize and I have to know the most important things that are daily di disciplines, non-negotiables that I, that I have to get done and then what I got to do is I got to get as good as the universe will allow me to be so I can be in the top 10%. And if I am that good at a skill, then I will execute that skill time and time and time again. Hey, thanks for being part of today's episode. I've got a special gift for you on to make sure you are aware of. I just released a 25 page ebook entitled The Five Irrefutable Principles of a High Performance Business. These five principles are game changing. There's a lot of methods towards success, but if you ignore the principles, it's very, very hard to know that those methods will work. Go to the show notes below, just click on the link, download this 25 page ebook and see what kind of impact it can make in your business and your life.